world and welcome to Notorious P.O.D. I am your host, Big John Bass. Today I'm joined by Mr. Alexander Canwell. How are you, sir? I am very, very good. How are you? Good, mate. Very good. Um, for those of you who have not heard of, of Al, he's, um, he's known to me as Engineer Al for many a year as part of the, as part of the Fighting Cock podcast. And we have a, a lot of listeners to Notorious P.O.D. who found us via and a fighting cock. So uh, some people will rec- recognize the voice, recognize your dulcet tones and some of your and some of your music. <laughs> um, but how's things? How have you found? Uh, how have you found lockdown particularly? And are we going to get out on the twenty first of June? Or are we going to be kept caged up like animals for longer? I don't know, man. How have I found it? It's been very strange, isn't it? It's been mm. very strange, but I've been very productive. And to be honest, I've just been doing my own thing, trying to not key into the narrative too much because whilst we've got to be conscientious of everyone and their wishes, at the same time, there's a lot to be said for, you know, story and mental health and, um, you know, staying chipper. Yeah, I agree, mate. You've got to, you've got to like try and take the positives where you can, right? It's like you said, it's, a, it's a quite a dark time. And you can you can contribute to the darkness and just pile on with all more sad, miserable shit. Or you could just yeah. try and I don't know, just let it flow over you and just like try and let the posit- positivity like kind of I don't know wash in. But it's tough. Uh-huh. It is tough. But what does help is good music, and that is why you're with us today. So I want to jump oh, straight into it, mate. I'm, do you see that smooth? Yeah, that's smooth. Yeah. So what I want to uh, what I want to just jump into straight away. New album, Folder Fifteen. Yeah. Uh, just dropped recently. First of all, mate, congratulations. Thank it's a you, fantastic mate. piece of work. I've been, uh, as soon as it dropped, I've been listening to it kind of back to back, uh, out on walks. And like where I am, like Leytonstone, you've got like the London gritty streets. And then you walk just for a little bit further and you're into like Wolfen Forest, right? Middle of nowhere, right. countryside woods. And okay. and when when I like listen to the album and I, I go through the first couple of tracks uh, and then I get to kind of the wooded bits it really starts to bring out the album. There's for me anyway. There's this like gothic feel to it, and um, I find I find it really like perfect for those kind of long walks and stuff like that. But how's how's the reaction been? Because um, I think I said to you before we started recording, I sent your um, project to a few different people that like wow. all sorts of different music and got nothing but positivity. So how have you have you found the reaction since you dropped the album? Yeah, man, I've been really really happy with it. Really happy with it, and might sound a bit, you know. Well, I don't know. I've just been surprised. Do you know what I mean? Uh, because it was, I didn't know what kind of feedback would come. I didn't know if anyone would really give it a go or whatever. I was just kind of punting on my dream, so to speak. And yeah, it's gone really well. And I, I think you you picked up on something really interesting there, like with the walking from the city streets into the woods, because that's for me that that's kind of an energy that runs through it and that, that's kind of how I feel I, I, I feel very much like half city half countryside if you know what I mean mm. half city half woods so it's cool that 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 was mirrored in what you were saying you know? yeah well I definitely feel that because when I listen to when I listen to the album like I said I'd start at the beginning right so for those that haven't got around to it yet like first of all Go and check it out straight away, Folder 15. Um, but I get to basically On The Road, right? And On The Road, I think, is probably my favourite track on the album. Right? Waste of time when the ground's beneath my feet out on the road. Yeah, I fill my brain with cocaine, fill my brain with cat and speed. 
But when we stop, I'm smiling well. That's my cue to leave out on the road. Where the sun goes down. But I'm getting on my way Cause man, some cats just can't be caged I was born to go and play out on the road And it has this, like, feeling of... Like, when I was younger, right, I remember clearly, like, coming back from Luton, right? And Luton, to me, when I was growing up, was quite a dangerous place, right? Yeah. And you'd, like, you'd walk from Arndale Shopping Centre and you'd have your £5 tucked in your sock in case you got mugged. There's enough ah, for yeah. a ticket home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we used to go up there like on like a Saturday and you come back Saturday night. And I feel like um, on the road would be the soundtrack to my, in my internal dialogue of like, I've got to just, I've got to just stay strong. The instrumental particularly is almost like this like, r- co- like percussive like rhythm where I'm just like I just gotta like, look hard and get to the station and once I'm through the barriers right I'm safe yeah and like and again yeah. when I'm on my walks that's like where I think the album changes and then it goes into the sort of the, the sort of second half of the album if you like becomes like the words like graveyard song onwards for me uh-huh. but it's a re- no it's great I like it's a really interesting dynamic I've not literally not really thought about that until I just started saying it to you just then uh-huh. um it's kind of how I feel about it but yeah. for people who haven't heard the album how would you how would you describe it mate because it's quite a um, there's, there's a quite a large sound soundscape, isn't there, of different sounds and styles. Mm. If I was trying to communicate it, and people were asking me about flavors and styles, I'd say that upon reflection, what shines through is definitely my my backgrounds and loves for hip hop, punk, and underground music, really. They, mm. they, they come through. Um, I'd say it's the, at the centre of my craft and what I do is is writing, is lyrics. Um, I don't know. Was that a good? Was that a good description? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mate, I, I think that's that's how I feel about it. I feel like there's there's funk influences there. Alexander Canwell, I got unhygienic raps. I got weird stains on my jeans. Got COVID in my flaps. I got dancing shoes I never use. I'm barefoot in the mud. And if you won't do it damn right, I will. I'll give your nan a hug. She needs a laugh and I need it too. All live together in a crazy zoo. Could never be a weak or shaky dude. When I rhyme so smooth, I'm baby blue. I get funny in the manner. Bubble in the trouble in the dummy with the grammar. If you die slow, I get a plumber with a hammer. Doesn't really matter. We all go to the dirt.
And I feel that, I feel that funk influence. I definitely feel the, the hip hop influence on the album for sure. And it does have that punk energy about it. That's yeah. what I, that's the first thing that grabbed me straight away was like, there's this punk energy and rawness about your like vocal and your delivery. Even in your, even in your rap, there's this like edge, okay. um, which I think, which I think people is the reason that I think people will kind of gravitate towards the album is there. A lot of people I think try to do, they like try to meld different styles, right? They're like, oh yeah, I can rap a bit and like I play the guitar, right? We've seen that like a few different artists, but I think you, you meld that really well with the energy of like, this feels a little bit dangerous, feels a little bit different. And I think that's what people will like about it for sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That punk, uh, the, the DIY thing is a big, big thing for me. You know, mm. um, I think without experiencing that in my teens and seeing people just fucking going for it, you know, mm. um, I don't, I'm, I don't know. I, I just wouldn't have done anything. <laughs> it didn't have done anything, you know, because I think that's really important. Not waiting for permission to do things, you know, just doing it, having a go and seeing. So that definitely feeds into it a lot. And was that, was that the process there, mate? Did you ever have like a set plan of like, okay, this is what I, I'm going to do an album or did you, cause I, I follow you on Instagram and I see all the time you're like, you're not just with your music, right? You're just creating all the time, like different concepts. I saw the other day, you absolutely cracked me up. I've been meaning to start shit about this for ages. You ask people, your followers to, um, Ask, you ask them to basically tell you their favourite birds and then <laughs> you do impressions of their favourite birds, right? And this was absolutely cracking me up. But did, did you did you ever have like uh, a thought process of like, oh, I'm going to make an album? Or did you just start making songs and then think, this is actually, there's something here? I, I was wandering around for a good while and then I had an experience... Um, kind of a psychedelic experience where the idea then sprung from that to do a collection, to work on 15 songs um, on the trot, put them out, and then when it was all done, release it. And it was kind of flying by the seat of my pants. Um, I, a few times I tried to sketch it as a whole and work to a format, you know, because I really wanted something that sounded like a complete collection. Yeah. Um, but when I tried to do that, it quickly went out the window you know so I've, the the project as a whole was very much about just um yeah just going for it man just doing the thing and then um i, I feel happy because I, I i i believe that there there is a although it, it wanders uh in, like you say from more hip-hop bit of funk and stuff like that I, I do think there's a continuity to it which i'm which i'm i'm pleased with yeah, and def I, I definitely think the, the continuity comes from like your performance. I think your your style. Like if you took the music out and just listened to the acapella, right on all the tracks, I think you'd be like, oh, this is obviously just on one album, right? The the approach and the style, and also some of the content. There's a lot of um, I use the word like gothic. It's not really what I meant. There's a lot of stuff about like tarot cards and like the devil and like uh -huh. conversations with like spirits and stuff that seems to like come through quite a lot in the album. Is that? Yeah. Is that one of the themes, like, were those themes there, um, was that part of the process again? Or was the, these are, like, areas that you're interested in? Like, how how has that become part of the project? Um, it's just naturally a part of my life. Uh, I grew up with a father who was very much into that kind of stuff. Uh, so I grew up around it when I was young. Um, and then my dad passed away when I was about 22 or 23. And then I got left 
all of his books, all to do with that kind of subject matter. Um, and I'm just fascinated by it. So mm. I think when I'm writing lyrics, it that those kind of terms and those ideas naturally come through. Yeah, yeah, I definitely, I definitely get that. And I, like to me, I think that's again talking about like themes that kind of tie the album together. I definitely feel there's that. Those bits definitely do that. Um, yeah, weird shit. Yeah, weird shit. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Halloween shit, graveyards yeah. and stuff. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> carving pumpkins and like I don't know just yeah like Ouija boards and like pentagrams and shit all that that's, yeah all that's that what stuff. I mean imagine imagine that fused with like funk and uh punk and hip-hop and then you've got folder 15 it's a oh, perfect right. limit <laughs> but like let's let's go back because obviously with that we're talking about there like what's influenced you in your life to make your music but what are your like musical influences because i know we've, we've spoken before, like again just briefly there about about hip-hop and, and some of that yeah. but it'd be great to understand like yeah your musical influences growing up what did you listen to first albums yeah. people you still love and all that a lot of it i've got to thank my brother flev you know because mm. um, i got I, he, I got passed music from him and i had a, i had a tape walkman and I, I used to just have it in school all the time like the headphone going down my sleeve and just you know like <laughs> leaning on it like that but i had like dr dre 2001 was one of my first albums that i've really listened to man that gassed me up so much man but then there was also the other side of guns and roses yeah. you, know, you use your illusion albums use your illusion too there's a tune called uh get in the ring but they like address all their critics and i loved it and it it influenced me to lot tell the dinner lady to fuck off and i called her a cunt which didn't go <laughs> didn't go down too well um yeah hip-hop uh all sorts of stuff um, mainly Dr. Dre, Eminem, the Slim Shady LP again. I, I, I had that rinse, man. Yeah. Over and over. Yeah. And then yeah. moved on. Um, and then I, yeah, and then I found punk. And then through going to the punk squats, I ended like drum and bass raves. Um, and then occasionally house raves and stuff. Um, so, yeah, I don't know if that paints a picture. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I guess the, the thing I'm interested in is like the Dr. Dre, Eminem era. I think if you are basically like we're roughly the same age, right? If you grew up in England at that time, those uh -huh. two are like Slim Shady and then Marshall Mathers LP yeah. and Dr. Dre 2001 particularly. Like those albums were like absolute essential to have in your collection. Yeah. But then as I think if you get into that, you go one of two ways. Either that's your level and you're just like, OK, I just like that high level commercial, like big west coast soundy uh, hip-hop right and you don't go any further or you're like okay cool this is my like gateway drug into gateway for me, man. yeah so yeah. Uh, where did you go where did you go from there in terms of hip-hop like uk hip-hop particular i think is always a really interesting subject with people like were there any artists that influenced you from from the uk sort of things jest um, yeah uh, alcoholic author son of the devil i turn wine into water yeah boy um task force uh, they're the ones that spring into mind straight off the bat. But then I know we mentioned UK, but then what popped? I got into Necro for quite a while. I don't know mm. if you entered into the world of Necro. Yeah, yeah. And, and what was it about that that like appealed to you? Just like it, 
it was the first, he's got a tune called Dead Body Disposal, right? And it's the first ever song that I'd ever listened to. And maybe the only ever song that I actually felt sick. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's really powerful, like, to yeah. be able to do that with a song. Well, that's, I, again, I mean, I don't want to get into too much, like, psychoanalysis with you, Al, but maybe <laughs> those, ideas, <laughs> those ideas of, like, you know, human anatomy and like picking it apart and like blood and guts and those themes are like almost like people call it like horror rap, don't they? Like mm. Grave Diggers was a little bit like that as well, like going into yeah. like subjects like quite dark subjects. Maybe those are those influences that like you combine that with your life experiences, like those two, those two converge a little bit. Yeah, perhaps, perhaps. Yeah. I, I, just, I think it's just like I love those tunes and I think hip hop is especially good for this you know um where i listen and i just enter into a world you know like the the story i love the storytelling aspect of things um and like for instance that that song dead body disposal man it's just like i was just like what the fuck is this man you know and it like so yeah it's just absolutely revolting but i loved it so. yeah it's that visceral that's what, I, I'm the same. So the, I always find it interesting, like dynamic, especially like for, for like people when you first meet them, right? You talk about hip hop, and they're like, "You grew up like in a suburb of Luton. How did you get into hip hop? Like, why did you? Why does that make you feel connected to that music and not, let's say, like indie or whatever?" Yeah. And I'm exactly the same as you, mate. I. It's not that I'm like relate to it. It's just that I'm. It's in the same way as people like, "Why do you like fantasy? You never read a dragon." It's like, well, yeah. I don't, I, <laughs> do you know what I mean? I don't, I never fought a fucking dwarf or like know any wizards, but like I'm interested in it because for whatever reason I just connect with the story and I'll like I want to be on that journey and you find a hero and you find a villain and like all those things that happen in that journey just make it amazing. To me, that's what how hip hop became an interest of mine is like I could picture the stories they were talking about and the scenes that they were living and it's not that I associated myself with it, but I could just it was just interesting to me and I like really connected with those stories and the way that they told them. So I definitely. I definitely feel what you're saying there about like having those connections to that that uh -huh. level of music. Um, all right, let's go back to let's go back to the album because now we've I think hopefully we've given the listeners like a bit of a grounded in like your style and what to expect. So when they go to listen to the album, obviously listen to it in order and the way that it was intended. But I'm always curious as to like what the artists who make their own music like what their favorite songs are because you know you hear like I don't mm. know. Um, like Prince, certain songs he's like, I won't perform them anymore because I just actually don't like the song. Like, I, like <laughs> everyone loves it, but I fucking hate it. Or Van Morrison, he'll go fucking mental if people ask for Brown Eyed Girl. He hates it, right? Okay. So I'm always interested as to like what artists. What, now they've had, now you've had a bit of time to like stand back and hear everyone else talking about your album. Like, what yeah. what was your favorite tracks on on the album? Uh, my favorite tracks. First one that springs to mind is Brand New Houses. About the time. Book eyed Larry had a nose of Barry White, delivered by a man who had just turned 18 on a lecky kind of scooter, zooming round the manor, right past young Trev, also known as Bruce Brenner, getting on the steads and working hard with the weights. Seemed to come about just after his mother's wake It was either that or get baked with his fat mate Jake, who made his own mother sick, yet still she bought him cake. 
gobble, gobble, wobble, wobble. Anyway, the bakery were happy to oblige in their ways and shot flaky pastries to townsfolk all day. Like Greg who gambled up and down his governmental wage. Rolling stained fingertips, tackiness of licorice, handing in a bet and slip to Tracy with the iron tips. Iron hearted, microwaved her dinner. Her brother got sent down for dishing out a Chelsea grinner. Ranny houses, ranny houses, ranny houses. Chicken shop and secretly got pissed a lot Haunted by the figure of his uncle in his dreams A night terror, like the man then in the park Who quickly jacked your moped, your wallet, your heart Jamie, king of wheelies, was really proper hard And always back and forth doing dealings in the dark His older cousin Danny gave him tick on half a bar And as he made his trips he used to ponder on the stars But coke was where the money's at, business starting up Didn't take him long, you know, to fill the proverbial cup so mm. an um, and a trendy track jacket. Purely for, I mean, I I, I think track wise, that's probably I, I view that as my um, that's the one I want to beat, and that's that's like my my most accomplished song, I I believe, um, just because it was influenced by uh, a writer I really like called Dylan Thomas, and one of my favourite bits of writing is called. Under Milk Wood, and he, he creates this town. And I heard that play, and I was like, I want to do that in a in a tune. And that's what I tried to do with that. And I just I had the there's a like a uh, eyed Larry gets a nose of Barry White delivered by a man who had just turned eighteen on a lecky kind of scooter, right? So it starts with that that little image, and I wanted to come back to that 18-year-old lad on the scooter. Um, so that was like the game when I wrote it, and it wrote itself really quickly because I, I had that arc. Mm. So um, for me, that was an incredibly satisfying process, and it's one that I really like to do live because uh, it's all different characters, and I can you know, t- play with um, characters characterization a lot in that tune, so that, that pleases me. Yeah, and it's definitely what we're talking about, about these ideas of like stories and characters and getting into their head as the listener. And you're like listening mm. to this story and piecing it together. It's definitely that. Like, it's funny you say that because I, when I was listening to it for the first time, all I was, I was just picturing, like after, when you first hear a song, it takes you a minute, doesn't it, to like, what is this? Is this just like, is it a ballad? Is it like, what is it, right? Uh-huh. So I, immediately I was like, okay, just like taking it in. Then I clicked like, okay, cool. This is like a series of characters and they're all kind of interconnected. It's like, okay, cool. And then you like really start to like paint a picture of these characters, and that's what makes it what makes it interesting. So yeah, it's definitely definitely one of the like the standout tracks on it. I'd also say the track after "Nice One Norman" is also is also a brilliant brilliantly written track. Thank uh, you, man. As well, but for me, and I, I always find it interesting in terms of you said something earlier about like composition, like how you where you order tracks basically. And there's a really strong section that, for me, is like I don't know what, like how much thought you put into the ordering, but like uh, "Stay Dirty," "Pickle," "On the Road," "Graveyard Song," "Kerfuffled Again." That that band of songs is so strong, like back to back, and the flow of uh. them is really powerful. That that's like that those sections. They're like my favourite songs on there, and um, 
yeah, I think like uh, Graveyard Song and then Kerfuffled again back to back is a is a beautiful moment on the album, mate. Oh, really wicked, man. I vow to give much less of a shit. Feelings like worry are not worth it. I will not behave. I'll dance into my grave. If you want love, you best prepare for war. If you want love, you best prepare for war. Crash, boom, smash. Crash. Boom, Let's go further. I want to. I want to get into. I mean, we spoke a little bit about like uh, creative process on the on the album. Um, just in terms of like the technical stuff, in terms of actually recording it, I know like for some of your like live stuff, um, you use like loop pedals and stuff like that. What yeah. was the like? How did you record this? Was this genuinely all just done by yourself? On a, for about like ninety nine percent of it, ninety whatever. But um, there's what just one tune where I worked with a fella called. Um, Jim, I think he goes by the name James Joseph. I met him in a pub in Bristol, and I went to his studio and recorded that one there, okay. um, which was a cool, cool process. Um, that was kerfuffled again. So that, that's what I recorded okay. there. I didn't get what I expected, but then again, I didn't expect to in the first place. Square one, kick, scream, all I want. Head bent, slap the fucking sense out my bunch. The critic in my noggin wants to compare the pain. The artist in my heart wants to dance in the rain. I wanna choose the loud, but it's hard to change the chatter. The narrative, the now, the blabber gabber yabber 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 So that was that was cool working with someone else. Um, but yeah, for the most part, it, it, it was me. Yeah. And do you, uh, do you have any like dream collaborate? Let's say like, I don't know, not not that you would be this calling, but let's say Folder Sixteen right comes out next year, <laughs> <laughs> and you've got you've like got to have you've got an unlimited budget, right? Yeah. Let's let's go, let's go. Two questions, right? First one is unlimited budget. People who are alive, and then like Folder Fifteen is like made some connection to the underworld, and the devil's like, I tell you what, Alex, I will grant you one one artist from the dead that you yeah. can have back. Um, what do I have? have to give him? What do I? Because he wants someone in return. What's you just have, You can just you can just sacrifice someone you know. Maybe someone you don't like. You'd be like, you can have their soul if you want. That's fine. <laughs> All right, cool. I'm down. <laughs> um, right, the first question. Alive, yeah. Mm. So how many how many artists have I got? So let, let's countries? let's say you can have um, let's say you can have like three artists that are alive. Three. Yeah. yeah. All right. Dream artist collaboration. The first one that pops into mind is Getz. Yeah, that would be amazing. To, yeah, that would be fat, like, because I just think he's fucking sick, man. Um, next, I'll probably go... Um, I'll probably go... Slaves. Yeah, weirdly enough, I said... So someone, I sent... Um, your, your album to one of my mates and he was like I, I can't put my finger on it he's like he's like a really aggressive jamie t and i and he was like and some and another band and i went slaves question mark and he was like yes that's exactly who it is <laughs> so that's funny so i could definitely see that i think that'd be great 
sick. There you go. Uh, I, yeah, that would be a good fun, I think. And who else? Uh, I kind of want to chuck it another direction, maybe. Um, yeah, if you want to think right. outside the box. Yeah, could, I'll be, you, I, they, don't, they don't have to be a musician. They could do your artwork or whatever. It could be anything. I'm going to go musician. I'm going to go musician. Do it. Um, there's a folk artist called Beth Gibbons. Okay. Um, she's been on my playlist quite a lot. Um, so she's yeah, she's my third choice. I like that. You've got you've got uh gets for like maybe there's some little like story, little back to back like bar smith type vibes. Then you've got slaves for just that punk energy, mm-hmm. and then like you just lower it down like that one of the like more mellow moments of the album with, with Beth. Yeah. That's perfect. I love no, it. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Mate, that's great. We're manifesting this shit, mate. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> you know, if, if anyone's management for those artists are listening, <laughs> get at us. Um, we're 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 interested. I'll make it happen. I'll just I'll just take a small fifteen percent introduction. No no drama. Um, <laughs> all right, let's go for uh, any artist. So um, even if they're dead, in fact, no, they have to be dead. So dead dead artist. Same again. Yeah. Three dead artists you're allowed to have for your album. Dream collab. Three dead artists. Um, Leonard Cohen. Sick. Gigi Allen. I don't know if you're aware of Gigi Allen. Um, it would be just, I just respect his uh, levels, right? He was a, a punk artist early 80s, okay. but just went completely into destroy mode and basically was the embodiment of anti America at that time. And, okay. But he, he used to just like get like, crap on stage and throw poo and like really disgusting um but i just think that would be a that would be an interesting collaboration and third oh oh, biggie let's go biggie bang i love it just go for the stars like yeah fuck it we'll just get biggie just get bigger yeah Yeah. imagine that the devil's like okay yeah just writing the list yeah no problem and then i'll have biggie mate Oh, fucking hell. All right. Yeah, fine. (laughs) Love it. I love that. All right. Well, look, you never know. Like, if the devil pops up tonight, Al, again, 15%, that's all I'm asking. I think that's pretty reasonable. So just let me know. Um, All right. That's pretty good. Um, All right. Let's let's get into, like, the the next phase. So, first of all, like, people go and listen to the album. Like, it's available everywhere, right? You can stream it, Spotify. Can you you buy physicals? Is that that on the agenda, mate? Um... At the moment, I've, if people have asked me, I've been burning them a CD and sending it. Love that. That's, that's the I'm punk at. energy. That's the punk yeah. energy you're talking about. <laughs> I've literally been stapling card together and redrawing the cover in Sharpie and posting it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it. That, but if, if enough people asked, yeah, I'd get a batch of CDs done for sure, man. So if people want that, hit me up. I'll sort it out. Yeah, nice. I think vinyl's all the rage now, mate. People want people want to pick up a nice collection, like a little collector's piece. Uh-huh. That is serious. You got you know, you gotta put some serious wedge down to That's wedge. Like, cover, cover the costs. But it could could be could be nice. Yeah, down the line that'd be banging like I'd I'd love to hold a twelve inch copy of I mean, Project Man. That's the dream, right? That is actually the dream. Like no matter what where music's gone to with like digital and streaming and stuff like that i think like having a copy of an album like especially if it's your own work like that that feeling i think is still it's got to be like the best thing well I don't, i'm speculating maybe I, I certainly want to try it yeah well let's see yeah. let's see and what about like what about live performances because again like i know most of the 
most of the tracks when I, I guess you're going through the creative process like you're doing stuff on insta and like again like loop pedals and like live performances mm. is there like plans to take the album live tours stuff like that like what's the yeah. what's, your, what's your next plan as the world that's, opens up that's the next phase in the mission man um been practicing my pants off uh getting the, like a because i'm i'm learning i'm learning the game i'm early in the game really and so i'm applying for festivals got i'm trying to sort something out with my brother flav to put on a little uh launch thing in london so we're looking late August, uh, and yeah, I'm cracking in. Uh, but that is the dream. That is what is going to happen, one way or another. And yeah, I'm ready to go, bro. Mate, that's great. Well, look, as soon as um, as soon as there's any like dates, anything that's like concrete, we'll obviously push it heavy on the pod. Yeah. Love it's to gonna come. be sick, mate. I'm so excited, honestly, because I've been working. I've got. I'm holding back remixes, um, and like it's, it's going to be a special thing. So like the the recorded thing is sick. I'm so happy with it. But the live thing, man, I am putting in work, and I cannot wait, man. Mate, it's sick. I'm really excited for it. And I, I think like most people, like I said, most people who listen to the pod are definitely be on the kind of. I'd say like hip hop side of the musical spectrum, right? But they all yeah. appreciate different different genres of music, and so I'd like urge everyone that's listening to this episode, if you're if you're even just like one percent curious, go and check out Folder Fifteen. It's a brilliant piece of work, um, and I think people need to just listen to it, appreciate it for what it is, let it let it wash over them, and you'll you'll go back and you'll be hooked to listen to the album. So um, definitely do that. Oh, it's been a pleasure, mate. Thanks. Thank so you, much man. For coming on. If people want to find you, what, what's your what's your socials, mate? Where can they where can they get at you? Uh, I'm most active on Instagram, and that's at Alexander Canwell, C-A-N-W-E-L-L. But I am on, I'm on Facebook, I'm on Twitter, not so much, but I am there. And also there's my website, www.alexandercanwell.com. Hit me up, man. Hit him up. And you can get that album, Spotify, Apple, everywhere, everywhere basically you get your music. Yeah. So yeah, there'll be a, yeah. there'll be a link in the description to the album. We'll be tweeting, pushing because we love it, mate. It's it's brilliant. Sick. Honestly, I was so gassed to have you on the pod. Like, been looking forward to talk to you about it for ages. Um, just like just one thing I really really like, man. I really respect about what you've done is like it's the the level of like creativity in the album, the music, like the, the lyrics, the stories, the concept, even the artwork. I really appreciate what you're doing, man. I think people will it will resonate with a lot more people, and I think this will be a, this will be one of those albums that when Shit. people hear it, they'll remember it, mate. So I just yeah, well done, man. It's really thank good. Thank you so much, man. Thank you for having me on, man. More than welcome. Anytime, anytime you want to come back, uh, you're more than welcome, mate. It'd be good just to have you on, just on like one of the normal apps. We can just talk hip hop. We'll talk uh, talk about a classic hip hop album, mate. It'd be great to have you back if you want to do that. I'd love to do that. Wicked. All right, cool. We'll definitely do that. Um, if you wanna, if you wanna reach out to us, um, you can get us on our website, notoriouspod.com. We're at all the same on socials, um, notoriouspod. Um, if you like this episode, please rate and review. I mean, if you don't want to, that's fine. A lot of people don't, but that's their own decisions. Yeah. Come on. To, you know, I know. Come exactly. on. Chuck just, just, review, it's a little five star thing. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's not, it's not, it's not complicated. Um, but it's been a pleasure, Al. Thanks so much, mate. Lovely to have you on. Um, thanks for joining us, people, and get ready for the next episode. Cheers, John. Thanks, mate.